I'll be recording with the window open. Wow, yeah. burning. Can you be a little more serious? Well, we are finally, after a long, long, I don't know, we'll go with the word sabbatical, we're, we're back, and it's a new we. So, um, as if you're listening to us, and you've been listening to us for a while, you know my my uh, normal co-host is, is Joy, and uh, Joy is... At this this season in life is getting some some really cool ministry opportunities, um, and life is just uh, there's a lot involved in life right now for him, and um, so he he is taking a a break from from hosting Sports and Jesus, um, and uh, he he's still hopefully going to be. Be in from time to time, uh, whenever he has the time. But we want to give him the time to be able to to do these these new ministry opportunities to the the best of his ability and support him in doing that. So it, it's really exciting for him, and, and we're excited for him. Um, so, but um, so we've got. If you remember the episode, as oh, it's been year and maybe. Over a year at this point, maybe about a year actually. Um, we did an episode. We did kind of a a, a roundtable discussion on on race. Um, this was right after I think I think it was, it was after the the George Floyd stuff. But uh, uh, my good friend Dalen was was in that discussion, and, and Dalen has um, graciously ac- accepted the offer to co-host. Uh, for us, so you'll be hearing a lot from Dalen and getting to know Dalen more in the future. Dalen is a uh, local football star, um, multi-sport collegiate athlete, um, <laughs> also uh, very close to having a, a an MDiv, and um, very gifted preacher and and Bible teacher. And um, so, I'd like to to welcome you. Dalen to the Sports and Jesus podcast. Thank you for the opportunity and the chance. Uh, hello, everyone that will listen to this, and thank you again. And uh, very gracious for your introduction. <laughs> um, you, you're going to have to uh, be patient with us. I feel like it took it took me and Joy a long time to kind of get that chemistry. So it's going to take. Me and Dalen, uh, a while. We're, we're really good friends. We we have, um, but just it, turning mics on and uh, trying to be humorous while also um, explaining things with with a um, clearly with some clarity to it is a uh, it it sounds easy. It's not. Uh, so there's probably going to be some some awkward moments. But hey, at Sports and Jesus, we thrive on those those awkward moment, moments and you laughing at us. But, uh, so yeah, so this is the, the new, I was going to say the new look, but I guess the new sound sports in Jesus for now. Um, we have some things hopefully in the works to where, um, we have some other guys that will be, be joining us here and there. 
Um, also have some, hopefully some, some interviews that are going to happen, uh, both with some, some local guys and some non-local guys, but some, we've got, you know, hopefully we want to do some similar interviews like we've done in the past with missionaries, pastors, church planners, athletes, um, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. So hopefully that, that's going to happen, but, um, but it's going to, Consistently be be me and Dalen Dalen with some other um, some other plates spinning also, but thank you for for listening to us. Thank you for being patient with us. We have received your all of your messages, wondering when we're going to come back. All uh, two of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, <laughs> but we're back. So um, different, a little bit of a different sound. Same Jesus. Same not great at words, you know, the stuff that make that make sports and Jesus great. But same same fandom if you guys are wondering. David is still a Tennessee fan, so continue to pray for him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh still even probably more of, of have become as Tennessee again has not been very good. Um that pushes me more and more into soccer. Um also newly a uh, Formula One fan. I don't even know if I've told <laughs> told Dalen that, but <laughs> Um, there's a, there's that sh- the show there's a Tennessee fan for you. You got to win it somehow. <laughs> there's a show on Netflix called, uh, <laughs> drive to survive. I think is the name of it. I might be making that up, but I would highly recommend it. It has gotten me hooked on formula one. Super excited for the Monaco grand prix this weekend. You know, um, they remind me of a uh, speed racer, you know, the yeah. movie. have you seen speed racer? The, the actual live action. I've not. I, I remember the cartoon. Well, you but. need to watch that live action. It's pretty good. <laughs> I, I say pretty good. I guess if you have any kind of nostalgia with Speed Racer, you might like it. But uh, it's, it's all right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely need to need to check that out. But um. So yeah, so we're gonna dive into um, sports. We're not gonna try to cover all the topics of like the last like eight months. We hadn't recorded any <laughs> any episodes. We're just gonna dive into some some current stuff and and to let you know we are as if you've listened to us for any amount of time you know i am a memphis grizzlies fan hashtag grind city um but uh we will be watching as we're recording this we're watching uh, the warriors and the grizzlies warm up so by the time you're listening to this you know what the outcome of this game is going to be but we are in real time watching this so if you hear me Yelling in the background—that's that's what's what's happening. I'm gonna be honest; I'm not super confident. Um, if if Steph Curry plays like he has played almost every game this season, I'm uh, I'm a little worried. I know we we played them the last game of the season and kept it pretty close. Okay, funny story. Um, I was watching that game obviously because the winner of that game was the nine seed, loser was a ten seed. And so we were playing them close. We were down by 10 starting the fourth quarter. I think it was 10, maybe 8. Came back, tied it up, went ahead by 2. And I'm think I'm watching it. I'm like, man, Steph Curry just isn't that clutch. I mean, he's missed like three shots. It's four minutes left. We're up by 2. Next thing I know, Steph Curry gets hot. We lose by 12. Um, so <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is that guy. All right. Um, Steph Curry is everything. He is <laughs> – said to be so um it actually would be my my pick for it for mvp 
this season. I know it's kind of between him and Jokic, if I said that right, and uh, Joel Embiid. But um, who, who you got for MVP this year out of those out of those three? Probably Steph, like you said. He, you know, the game has evolved so much, and we have a player like Steph able to consistently perform as he does. You know, it's hard to hard to match something with that when it's an offensive game now. You know, defense isn't as important as it used to be. It's all blow and go. And like I said, you got somebody like him. You you definitely pick him first. Yeah. I mean, you've never seen anything like that. It was, I mean, just the way – I don't think I've ever seen somebody change, completely change a sport in the way that Steph Curry has. Like he like basketball right now looks completely different than it did before Steph Curry started playing. Like it just completely different ball game. I mean the the players you look for in a draft are completely different now. The what is expected from almost every position on the floor is completely different now. Um it's just and and I think I mean it's not it wasn't just him, but I think he had a big role in – I mean, it's just – I mean, it seems simple. It's like I was talking with somebody earlier, um, talking about John Morant versus Steph Curry, and it's like, you know, Steph John Morant can't shoot the threes like Steph Curry, and they said, well, he's he's pretty good at driving. I'm like, yeah, but three points is more than two points. <laughs> and so yeah, it's like, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's, that's the math that changed the game. It's yeah. just like finally it clicked. It's like, yeah. oh, wow. Like this – there's a shot. That if you're really good at it, it's worth more points than other shots. Yeah. <laughs> like, so why don't you get really good at it? Um, so, yeah, that's that's um, looking forward to that tonight. Again, by the time you're listening to this, you know the outcome of of this. I'm I'm also I'm a uh, Tennessee has taught me to be a pessimistic fan. So <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather expect the worst outcome. And that way, not be hurt, and then, and then, if the worst outcome doesn't happen, then um, it's great. So, yeah. but yeah. So, have you have you watched any of these play in games? Have you kept up with it at all? I watched a little bit of the uh, Pacer. Whoever they just beat two two days ago, Hornets. Yes, because I I'll say I'm a mild Lamelo Ball fan. <laughs> uh, I know I mean you've talked about him briefly. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess I just kind of am drawn to his play style, and uh, that team's kind of fun to watch. Anyways, uh, he's really good at what he does as far as uh, dishing the ball and able to make plays, and uh, Bridges definitely can. Capitalize on those passes, and there's been plenty of times he'll bring down the house. So it's it's just been fun to watch them a little bit here and there. Yeah, that, I would say that game was a good example of a team in the Hornets that's very young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, none of those players, you know, Bridges, Ball, you know, they they've never. 
they've never played in a playoff game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Terry Rozier has, but uh, and then you've got a Pacers team who, <laughs> you know, they're they're on on paper. I mean, you think the Hornets have more stars, but the Pacers they've been in the playoffs consistently, so they they know. You know, obviously, if you know anything about basketball, especially the NBA, you know, playoffs is is a different level. Like, mm-hmm. it's a – everybody turns it up. It's almost like during the season they're kind of, you know, saving themselves somewhat. And um, and then playoff time, it's like, no. Like, it's – this we're doing everything as fast and as hard and as good as we possibly can. And it's like the Pacers did that turn up and the Hornets just weren't ready for it. Uh, yeah. It's like they were still playing like it was the regular season at that regular season pace, mm-hmm. and by the time they re- next thing you know, you know they're down by twenty points, and so I, I think a little bit of that happened. It seemed like in the the Grizzlies Spurs game, mm-hmm. um, because the Grizzlies went up by by twenty something as well. Like those, like that was a completely different than than you watch like the Lakers and the Warriors, who both teams are very. Um, experienced when it comes to to playoffs and man that game was amazing like (laughs) lebron hitting that um that go-ahead shot uh from the from the staple center logo was was crazy (laughs) although i i i appreciate lebron i wouldn't say i'm a lebron fan um but but i really appreciate lebron i don't think there has been in sports, I don't think there has been an athlete that has been in the spotlight from such an early age mm-hmm. as much as he has been and then has yet has, I would say, even exceeded those expectations put on him as a 15-year-old. Um, you see a lot of, you know, a lot of athletes getting a lot of fame as teenagers, but rarely do they live up to it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times they end up being being a bust. I mean, it, mm-hmm. um, it in all different sports. I mean, you think guys like Bryce Harper, like um, I don't know, Z- Zion seemed. I mean, he really wasn't super popular until. I mean, he was popular, but not not like LeBron. I mean, LeBron was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was what like sixteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and then to. You know, just completely exceed that. But having said that, there are just some things that he does, and I'm just like, LeBron, like, why do you, like him talking about, like, man, when I got poked in the eye, it was like I was seeing three goals, and I shot for the one. It's like, just don't, you don't have to, like, like, we, you're the, in my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll finish your career as that. Like, you don't have to try to add to your, like, it's like he's always trying to like he's like almost trying to add to his mythology or legend status. It's like you're not the one that does that. Like you let other people do that. Yeah. Like you just like you don't. I mean, I don't know. I it's seen it. Stephen A. Smith said it was luck. So I don't know. <laughs> ah, I wish I was that lucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, I think it's been I. I like the play-in series. Um, part of the reason I like it is because if it would have been a normal playoffs this year where you just had the top eight teams, the mm-hmm. Grizzlies wouldn't be in it because yeah. they were the ninth team. So uh, same thing as last year. Uh, 
they had that play in game and the Grizzlies made it and lost. Yeah. But uh so I definitely I like it. I'm a fan of it. Um similar to how, you know, they got the wild card game and baseball that I think has really helped help baseball. Like I, I like those I like the 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 drama and the pressure in sports like that that the playoffs are series to have an example of just like a single game winner take all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it kind of feels like March Madness kind of yeah, yeah. kind of stuff. So I like it, um, and it got us a really good game, you know, in the Warriors and Lakers. But and hopefully another good game tonight. Uh, who I don't even know who won the game last night. It was the I think the Pacers won. The Pacers won. Yeah. When I went to sleep, it was the uh, Washington Wizards. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I meant the Wizards. I'm sorry. I was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wizards whooped them. Yeah, yeah. So it's the yeah. the Wizards and the Celtics make it, and then in the West, it's the Lakers and whoever wins this game tonight. Man, I've been. They're talking about Dylan Brooks right now on the t- TV we're watching. Um, although it just froze. But uh, I've been really impressed, again, Grizzlies fan, but really impressed with, with Dylan Brooks's um, development this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't a Grizzlies podcast. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, excited about the playoffs this year. I, I really feel like for the – last year I had a little bit of it. But it, it's really exciting that there's there's not really like a super team – this year, there's not a team that's just dominated the whole yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not like, can anybody beat the Warriors? Yeah. Or last year, like, can anybody beat the Lakers? Like, it's you've got some good teams, but you've got – I mean, the, what, the the Suns are the two seed in the West. Like, <laughs> I mean, the like, – When was the last time that happened? Yeah, yeah, like, that's crazy. I mean, you just – it just seems um, like any anybody could win. Yeah. I mean – I mean, you know, the the Nets are the closest thing to a super team if they all stay healthy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's for those three guys, for all, you know, for them to have three guys, I don't know, they might not even all be healthy right now. I'm not sure. But um, to keep those guys healthy is just something that hasn't happened a lot in any of their careers. Yeah. I think there's a more, more of a chance of only one of them being healthy than all three being healthy. Um, so... I mean, obviously, if they are all three healthy, then then they're the team to beat. But, but yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited to see see how it's going to go. Um, I feel like you're kind of in the NBA, where it's somewhat of like a transitional period, where it seems like there's a there's a group that's kind of a group of superstars that are are getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still playing at a high level. But you don't know how much longer that's going to be, and then there's, you know, a new group of superstars kind of trying to, um, that are starting to emerge, emerge even, you know, like Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, um, John Morant, like those guys that are, are, um, trying to see, you know, when that that transition takes place to, uh, it seems to be closer and closer, yeah, every year, yeah, injuries are no joke. You're right about that. You know, it could you could have like I know LeBron's very uh 
purposeful with how he takes care of his body. But, you know, all it takes is one serious injury, and that can change the way that you have to play. You know, Derrick Rose, for instance, he's still able to do some of the things that he did do, you know, previously. But, of course, you know, not the same. Yeah, not not as consistently. Yeah. 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 That's a great example. I mean, you think John Wall, too. Yeah. Um, Guys that that just fell off the map. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens typically with – that kind of worries me a little bit about John Morant with, like, guys that are just – so athletic mm-hmm. that I mean, just at some point, their body just starts to break down um, in a way that probably I mean, S- Steph Curry's probably going to be good for a long time, you know. <laughs> like a uh, was uh, I was going to say Ray Miller, not uh, Ray Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Reggie Miller and Ray Allen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be a tough, a tough player. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that is it? What is that? Is that their stadium? Yeah, so NBA is exciting. Playoffs are exciting. Yeah, feels like that's the only sport that's happening. But uh, but football never stops. NFL never stops. Uh, draft just happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just want to quickly ask your opinion of who you think the best quarterback that was drafted. Who do you think is going to have the best NFL career out of? Because it was felt like a bunch of quarterbacks drafted in the first couple of rounds. But uh but who you got on best NFL career? That's a toughie. Oh uh, he wasn't expecting that th- no, this question. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if uh, y'all could see his face when asking that uh, I like to throw some surprises. That's something you're gonna have to get used to. Dalen is I uh, like to throw some surprises out there for you. I mean I think Sunshine will do okay. As far as him, sunshine. Dalen likes to give everybody nicknames. So. <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence. Sorry. <laughs> yes. If uh, if you've seen Remember the Titans, you'll kind of understand. But I feel if you like haven't seen Remember the Titans, you need to just watch press it. pause right now. Yeah. Um, go find it if you've got Disney Plus. It's on there. Watch Remember the Titans and then press play. But you'll okay. be happy you did. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um. But I feel like I'll have a decent run. Uh, it really depends on, I how, guess, how, how good of a tight end Tim Tebow is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I guess how Urban can uh, meld him into that play style. Because uh, it's just, you know, like, like you were talking about playoffs in the in, in, uh, NBA, you know, it's just going to be a completely different game that he's going to have to get used to. You know, he was stand he had a standout in high school, of course, had standout in college, but now, you know, the ends are running faster than he is, so he's mm-hmm. gonna have to, you know, definitely figure something out quickly, because it it can happen, you know, pretty quick as far as the career being shut down. You know, just look at RG three for instance. Yeah. You know, he had opportunity after opportunity, but. Just couldn't make nothing happen. But with that being said, I, I really don't know. I'd have to, uh, I guess, I'll, I'll give you another comment or an opinion once I see, once things settle and the dust settles. <laughs> once we know who's good, then he'll tell me who's going to be good. That's <laughs> go. basically what he just said. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, Dave. You gotta give, me, give me a little leeway. <laughs> I, um, this might be biased just because he's my favorite probably player in the draft 
But I think I think Justin Fields has a real shot at being the best. Um, I watched his pro day and I just wasn't pleased. Like he was, I mean, the balls were off the mark. I mean, and this it, might be just me, might be just me, but. I wasn't really too pleased with his pro day, at least. Now, with that being said, that doesn't completely translate. Because one thing I think about to this day when guys run the 40, they're wearing spandex, and that's it. You don't wear just spandex wear on the field. So I, I, so Hopefully, you don't. <laughs> so I, that's one thing that has confused me. It's like, you know, definitely pro day, the pressure is different. So maybe once he's actually back in his element, he'll do better. Uh, then I guess what I like I said what I seen, uh, but yeah I mean um, he definitely has a chance so you know you don't want to send off the ship too soon so so moral of the story is if you're playing football and you look down and you're just wearing spandex something's wrong um, you need to go back in the locker room <laughs> uh. yes <laughs> but then again a lot of like I mean you say that but most pretty much. You know, most guys don't wear pads in their pants anymore now. So that's true. Which one yeah. thing for me, I don't, I couldn't have ever done that. You know, I was, I liked contact. So yeah. Um, if you don't know, Daylon was also a, a collegiate uh, rugby player, where you don't wear any pads in your pants. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> or <laughs> pads at all, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a. It, it's definitely an experience that. Most people probably haven't been uh, privy to, so if you haven't had a chance to check out rugby, I encourage you to. Uh, it's, it's definitely something worth watching, and it's on the rise in the United States. Uh, I've, I actually played with a guy who actually played on the first championship team that the United States had. So, uh, you know, it's it's rising in the United States. It's taking a little bit of time, but it's definitely on the rise. Uh, sevens is definitely an exciting style of rugby if you if you don't feel like you have the time to learn 15s uh watch sevens it's a lot quicker uh, only seven minutes halves so it's just you know full speed the entire time just seven guys on a hundred meter long field 70 meters wide so i mean you can imagine the space between each guy so if you don't have the patience to watch 15 and learn it sevens is a lot quicker it's pretty much like pick it up, get busted. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the, the hippie. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I'm, and, and that's exactly what we called it when, when I was younger. I know a lot of people call it different things. Yeah, we won't go yeah, into all yeah, the names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but definitely, uh, you know, that's yeah. pick it up, get busted. Family yeah. friendly. Podcast give me some chicken. Here, you ever, y'all ever say give me some chicken? No. Nah. Uh, so you pick the thing up. Are you you getting ready to pick up the ball? And like people are standing around you, crowding you. You say give me some chicken. And they'll, you know, give you a, a step or two. So that's what you got to say. Give me some chicken. <laughs> well, um, also, there are a couple things I just wanted to mention. Um, I know we don't talk about this sport a lot. We actually just talked about rugby more than we talk about this sport. Um, but a couple interesting things in baseball, uh, Major League Baseball, that have happened. Sorry to all you baseball fans. But uh, you just got to step your game up, guys. Come on, baseball. Step your game up. All the other sports are getting faster quicker and baseball is like getting slower but anyways um saw saw dude uh pilar whatever his name was get nailed in the face with a fastball the other night blood pouring out like oh my goodness like i i saw that and i'm just like that's why 
I don't play baseball. That's why, like, I don't understand how you can get hit in the face with a fastball and then ever step back up to the plate again. Like, I just don't. It, it, (laughs) even, I mean, just hitting in general seems like one of the most difficult things in sports to me. To be able to hit a 90 something mile an hour fastball hard enough to, to register where it's going to be at. And then to put your bat there and to put your bat there hard enough to send it 500 feet in the other direction to stop its inertia and momentum and send it completely in the opposite direction. And to do that in a split second is just, I can't think of many things in sports that seem more difficult than that. So um, respect to guys that can do that without steroids. But uh, (laughs) also saw, I I think Dalen said he hadn't, I don't know if you've, if you've seen this one yet, but um, I'll show it to you later. It, you need to look up this video, anybody who hadn't seen this. But um, uh, Padres fan just just came over and just n- n- punched, or I think it was a Rockies fan, right in the face, knocked him out cold. I mean, it was just night like, night. yeah. I mean, the guy <laughs> just like slumped over the <laughs> the chair and stuff and then like all his all his buddies other Rockies fans jumped the Padres guy but I'm just like which made me think like put him in a coffin what would somebody say to me to make me walk over them walk over and punch them in the face I mean I, I'm not I've never I'm, I'm gonna be honest like I know this is gonna surprise y'all because I just seem like such a such a manly dude that probably gets in like brawls all the time and beats people up with his bare hands but uh I've never punched anybody um I I've seen people get punched um I've seen people get punched with Dalen actually but uh <laughs> But like I've I've never I've never punched anybody I've never been punched I actually I punched one of my friends on accident one time and then I I passed out from the pain in my hand of punching him in the head accidentally, um, yeah that's how that went but uh, <laughs> but uh, I just can't like I just can't imagine anything that somebody could say to me that would make me just walk over there and just punch him in the face, but um. I mean, I feel like if somebody was attacking me, I would defend myself. But I just couldn't imagine some just somebody a some words offend me enough to be violent towards that person. I just could I couldn't imagine that. But uh, but I'm sure this, there's a little alcohol involved in this. And that's what I was um, about to say. Yeah, you just you ain't had that liquid courage in you. That's all. <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, I thought that was um so baseball keep some interesting stuff coming, please. Um <laughs> we need it. We need some more fan fights and, and stuff like that. But uh but yeah, so that's all we got for sports. Thank you all for listening. Uh this this episode brought to you by Lofty Leather uh company. Um go check them out. They do some awesome things, make some awesome things out of out of leather. Great guys. Not leather, but leather. Leather, yep, real leather. Um, great guys, uh, strong Christian guys serving in in their local church. Um, go go check them out, support them. You can check them out on, on Instagram, or I, I think they're on Facebook too. But they do some really really cool stuff. But um, yeah, so that's all we got for sports. So uh, hang with us, and, and we've got some really interesting things to talk about 
on the the Jesus uh, portion. But um, yeah, so. God did it, that be my only space. Look, all in it, my brother throw the bait. Who's playing games, wanna play it safe? I'm setting pace for the younger man to imitate while you hesitate. The music in this episode is brought to you by No Big Deal. N O B I G D Y L, all one word, lowercase. He does the first song and the last song. The current song is by Esso. Both those guys can be found on Spotify or Apple Music. You can go check them out. Go listen to them, support them, friends of the show. I really appreciate them letting us use their music. I got woes, I got God, I got hope, I got soap in my home, I got G, that's my bro, OB, on a beat, he got heat for the stove, if they keep talking reckless, they gon' reap what they sow, whoa, uh, yeah buddy, we gon' keep talking cold, and I hang with a few, cause the most, do the most, and we're back, um, for those of y'all listening to, to Live as Christ podcast, we are back for the first time in a very long time. And I've got my friend Dalen with me. Again, Joy is uh, taking a break from Sports and Jesus, has some really cool ministry opportunities that he's focusing on now. And so we wish him the best and support him in that and are excited to see how God is going to use him um, in the future. And and God's already using him. But got Dalen with us. Uh, Dalen is... Has a, is al- almost has an MDiv degree, so he is bringing some uh, theological expertise that that sports in Jesus and to live as Christ hasn't really had up to this point. But um, but yeah, so so got Dalen with us today. Our topic is loving your neighbor, uh, the second greatest commandment: love your neighbor. And so we want to talk about that at some point in the near future. We're also going to do an episode on the greatest commandment, um, loving God. So just kind of think that that if you want to kind of sum up what a, a Christian is and what our goal is, is, is love God, love people. So uh, that's what we want to talk about. So we want to talk about today about loving people. We want to talk about like biblically, where's that at? Where's that command at? Uh, what does it say exactly about it? And then we want to uh, kind of end up, finish up this episode with kind of talking practically in different situations and involving different different areas and different topics. Uh, what does that what does loving your neighbor uh, as yourself look like? So um so yeah, so you you ready for this, Dalen? Yes sir. Yeah. So yeah, so let's get started. Uh we are going to we're gonna be in the Bible a lot today. So I'm gonna let you know in advance I apologize if I get a little distracted. Uh, my, my Grizzlies are playing the Warriors right now, and and it's on the TV in front of us. So I try not to trying to not pay too much attention to that. But go Grizz! So and and they're winning at the moment. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's in for yet because <laughs> they lose. Because Steph Curry's amazing. But uh, but yeah, so. I want to talk about loving your neighbor. So, Dalen, if you want to read Matthew 22, I think I can't read my own handwriting. I think that's verses 36 through 40. And you said I can't see. 
<laughs> well, I can <laughs> I can see the I can see the Matthew part really well. It's my numbers aren't the best. And to be fair, it when I said I could see it really well, um, there's a lot more sunlight coming in than, than there yeah. is right now. <laughs> no, yeah, so. I'm <laughs> but yeah, if you want to read Matthew, uh, that was Matthew verses. <laughs> All right, uh, Matthew 22, verse 36. Teacher, what command in the law is the greatest? He said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Yeah, Sorry about that uh, noise in the background. That's uh, my, my four-year-old daughter in another room. So, I mean, we're in a really cool official studio, not in my living room at all. But <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so that that makes it pretty clear. I also want to read Roman and we're, we're going to come back to to this verse uh and if you want to be looking at while I'm reading this, if you want to be looking up James 2:8, Dalen, I, um I'm going to read Romans 13 verses 8 through 10. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Uh, We're going to dive a little deeper into what that means here in a second. But, Dalen, if you want to read... James 2.8 Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. Yeah, so why? Got one more to uh, uh, go to Leviticus. Leviticus, sorry. Where it all started. <laughs> uh, Leviticus 19, I believe it's 18. Yes, Leviticus 19.18. Uh, do not take revenge or bur- or bear. Sorry, let me start over. Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against a member of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Okay. So, first of all, before we move into the why, I want to f- kind of define what this means. Uh, and to do that, we've got to, obviously, we, we kind of know what love means. We kind of know uh, the understanding of this is, you know, love, it's a unconditional kind of showing kindness towards, it's kind of w- what it's getting at. Unconditionally showing kindness, putting above yourself, that kind of thing is what what we're being called to do. Obviously, it's a different kind of love than, you know, you, you love your spouse. Yeah, but that's, that's what we're being called to do. Um who is our neighbor? Um, I I would say that what he's referring to by saying love your neighbor is basically love everyone. Love everyone as you love yourself. And that definitely, 100%, no matter how you define it, that definitely means your actual neighbor's. Um, there is a there's a call to love. Well, what if I live out in the country? <laughs> well, it's a call to to really to love the people 
that you're having contact with that you're around is kind of what it's what it's saying. Love the people around you. Love the people that you come in contact with, the people that you see, the people that you have conversations with, the people wherever that may be. Love them. So you mean to tell me God doesn't want me to live in the middle of the woods by myself? Um, maybe for a season, he might call someone to that. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Th- Long term, I think uh, there's. I think it's probably better to be around people for a lot of reasons, for community reasons, for um, to be able to fulfill our evangelistic callings. For all those, there there has to be people around. So. Uh, so yeah, so so it's not just gonna be me and God in heaven. Uh, that's according to, to your theology. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's gonna be times you're gonna feel like it, and that's gonna be awesome. But um, but yeah, so look, so your neighbor we would define as definitely it's, it's your actual neighbors, but really it's the people that are you're around, the people that you come in contact with, uh, that those those people, everybody. Uh, we say your neighbor is everybody that's not yourself. We are called to love, um, and love. I think there's a there's a unconditional kind of calling here. What this is, it's it's not love the neighbors that you agree with. It's not love the love your neighbor as long as they voted for the same candidate as you did. It's not. Love your neighbor as long as they're as long as they love you too, as long as they're nice to you. It's not love your neighbor, you know, as as long as they're it's not even love your neighbor as long as they're a Christian. It is just love people. Unconditional, a unconditional action of putting others above yourself in your own mind it's a a a action of mentally thinking high more highly higher thinking higher that's not that's better than more highly (laughs) yeah thinking higher of higher of others than you think of yourself thinking better of others than you think of uh yourself and it's and he's not saying think think poorly of yourself um, but he's saying, think highly of others um, so, is, is the call here. So uh, I guess to expound further on what David is uh, explaining, agape, uh, which David is explaining that unconditional type of love that we are called to have for one another. Uh, that's the love that David is excuse me, saying that the Bible is prescribing us to have is agape. And that's the Greek word for that type of love. Uh, he's not talking about the philia or filio type of love. And we know that Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, the root there is filio. So the city of brotherly love. We're not talking about a love that you have with a close companion or a family member uh, that you are supposed to have with the community of God. But he's talking about, like he said, uh, an agape love that you don't necessarily like he said, give to them because they are a part of your community or your family. Uh, but because, like he said, God has first loved us. So we are commanded to exhibit that same sacrificial uh, love to others. I, I guess I'll give an example of my job. 
uh, you know, I, I'm a meat cutter. So with that being said, I deal with the public. So more often than not, most of the customers come in are nice, uh, say their say their please and thank yous, their yes sir and whatnot. Uh, you know, very hospitable, very nice to deal with, uh, generous and loving people. Then you might have the one person that comes in, feels entitled. They won't even ask you for anything. They'll simply say, I need this or cut me this, which is understandable because they're in a place that gives service to them. Uh, but it's just a simple fact that they might not exhibit the same uh, commonalities as others does. Or not commonalities, but the same uh, courtesies yeah courtesies there you go so for me i have to love and be generous to that person who's not necessarily being as nice as that other person or even might be rude to me uh they might disregard me speaking to them as i as they walk into the store but then figure out they need something and figure out they have to talk to me so i still have to be nice to them uh serve them with gladness serve them with a smile uh, get them what they want. So that's a very minuscule example of what we're supposed to do as Christians. But it serves well to say that all customers are the same coming in the store. So that's how we should look at others to us. Uh, our neighbors aren't necessarily uh, who I view as a neighbor. It's who comes in contact with me so it's not necessarily based on me it's based on anybody else whoever i come into contact with is my neighbor uh, i have to be neighborly towards them uh, it's not like the parable that jesus gave uh, with the good samaritan uh, that's the whole purpose that he illustrated that is to show that the samaritan obviously despised by jews hated by jews uh, even though they were similar or, or had the same kin uh, somewhere down the road, still called dogs, uh, mutts, and those things. But this person who was despised by the Jews chose to do what the other Jews didn't do. So that's what Jesus was illustrating in that example, is that uh, the one who was least expected of to do for this person is the one who did do. Uh, and of course Christians aren't the least expected to do but modern uh, consensus about most Christians isn't well so that's just something that we have to work on to show the world that we really are in a loving business and not just uh, anybody that claims to be Christians but any anybody who has breath and that's why we bring a um, a guy that's about to have his MDF so he can break down the Greek, the Greek for us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and this this is one of the things. I mean, really, obviously these these two great commandments, like that's what sets Christians apart from other Christians. Is um, you know we we love God and we love we love people, and I mean everybody. Um, typically everybody, Christian, non-Christian loves the people that love them also. Um, what's, what's different about us is that we love those. And this, this, I really want to emphasize, um, we don't just love people that 
don't love us, we are actually called to love the people that hate us. Um, we are actually called to uh, love love our, our enemies. And um, and sometime I'd like to, this is a different subject, but sometime I'd like to break down the, the call to love our enemies um, with kind of put it in position against the some of the, the prayers and psalms of David seeming to ask God to, to do harm to his enemies. The imprecatory and, psalms. And, yeah. How, how do those two things, uh, but that's, that's got some depth to it, and that's for another another podcast some other time. So, if if y'all are interested in that, but yeah, so back to loving your neighbor. So, why do we uh, why do we love love our neighbor? Uh, what is our what is our motivation behind this? And, and the the first one I want to talk about is obviously uh, because we have been loved greatly. Um, and, and God and his love for us and Jesus and his love for us, that's our example in how to love others. You know, we, again, he didn't, it, it wasn't just that he loved people that were indifferent to him, but he loved his enemies. We were his enemies and he loved us and he loved us so much that it has, his love for us is so great that now we love him back because he loved us so much. Uh, so that's kind of our, our, our model, our, um, our example in how to love, love your neighbor. Uh, so I'm going to read John 15 as it gets darker. I'm having more trouble reading my handwriting. Uh, John 15, 12, uh, says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. First uh, John four nineteen is filibuster filibuster. We love because he first loved us. Um, so. That that's our our motivation is we have been shown great love. We were like I said, we were God's enemy, and yet He loved us, and so we should love others. How can we? Uh, it doesn't. It. I mean, you've got come. Please tell me, like you've got to see the hypocrisy of claiming to be a Christian. So you're claiming to have been shown great love from God, uh, despite you being His enemy, yet. Your people that disagree with you, you show hatred towards. Like you, you've got to see the hypocrisy in that. Uh, or even not only that, like that that love is so great, love to a people that didn't love him back initially. Like, I mean, it, that's you've got to love even people that that are indifferent towards you. Like you've just got you've got to love like Christian. Like you've got to be um, full of love. I don't know. I think I, I see what you're saying, and if you if you're aware of, like you said, the love that we've been extended and we received, if we are in, are in Christ, then yeah, you should be aware of the hypocrisy. But with Christian nationalism being so prominent as far as in the pulpits and in the schools and in books and in homes, that Christians are 
just like, or I guess I'll say by claiming the title Christian makes you uh, something other than what you were and not really necessarily being called to live out what an actual Christian does, uh, then the, then that problem arises. So if, like you said, uh, sure is hypocrisy, hypocrisy, Hypocrisy. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking ahead. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Hypocrisy. Uh, uh, That's going on the blooper blooper reel. Uh, hypocrisy. But as I said again, you know, if if it's not being taught that how you started off about us loving because we have been loved, and you know, God loved us while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies. In our sins, God still extended that offer, knowing full well ahead of time that there would be plenty of people who claim to be Christians, but still live in a way that shows that they aren't, but still give them that offer of forgiveness and love. You know, it's so I mean, unless people are taught the depths of. I guess, like you said, the the reality of Christ being love you know i they might not be aware of that hypocrisy yeah and and that right there is why christian nationalism you can't see i'm throwing up quotation marks is not christian they can feel it <laughs> yeah 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 you can you can sense it you can you can hear it um it's not christian uh, because there's there's no love like with without the loving your neighbor like it's there's no christian yeah uh, there's no, you're not following. If listen to me, if you're not loving people, you're not following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like you those those two things. I mean, go hand in hand. Definitions don't work like uh, toothpaste. You can't just roll it up and continue to try to make it do what you want to. You know, definitions are co- clear and concrete. Is what David is saying. You know, Christian. Of course, it means follower of Christ. But by being a follower of Christ, you live love. Uh, so that's exactly what David is saying. You know, you can't you can't have the cake and eat it too. It's pretty much what he's trying to say. Mm, cake sounds good right now. I like some ice cream cake. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, sorry. Anyways, um, so our second motivation, so why? Because God has loved us, and he is our example. Second is because it, it, it fulfills the law. Um, basically, what, what uh, those verses I read in Romans, um, we're not going to spend a, a ton of time here, just kind of want to make this point. Um, that is Romans 8. Well, while you're looking it up, another quick one. It's I 13, say. I apologize. Go ahead. Excuse me. Is because humans are in the image of God, so that that's mm, a whole other. That's it, good. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, discourse right there that could be spawned from that. But because humans are not just biological evolutionary animals, product of whatever means of naturalism, materialism, uh, whatever that may be, that we were placed here by God, created by God. Uh, in the image of God, then we are called to love image bearers. Mm. Yeah, which also means if you're not loving your neighbor, you're not loving God. Exactly. 
This is exactly what that Boom. implies. Yeah, it's, like, that's, like there's, yeah. there's, that's just the way that's, it is. If you're not loving people, <laughs> if you're not loving his image, you're not. How can you say you're loving him? That 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 really hits home right there. And when you put it like that, Dave. Um, Galatians. So so it, it fulfills the law. Galatians five fourteen kind of sums all that up. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, that's a few more than one words there, Paul. But uh, but yeah, you get the gist. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that's the the complete law. All the commands were given in in the Old Testament. Like the law can be summed up in love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, so that's how that you want to be obedient to God. You want to be obedient to Christ. You you uh, want to look like Him. That's what we're called to do: is love people. Uh, as as ourselves, I think that is one word in the Greek. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So it, I just not thought like about a, that. Yeah. yeah, when you said, I'm, that, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure Paul was it, <laughs> yeah. but it just sounds funny in the English. Yeah, like this one word. Here's eight words. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I'm trying to remember the tense and all that good stuff, but yeah, it's pretty sure it's one word in the Greek. So yeah, so it fulfills the law. Um, so now I want to talk about just kind of in closing, practically, like in in our culture, in our in our um, age, what does this, what does loving your neighbor look like in kind of different scenarios? And so we're gonna, since we're already kind of, you know, we don't have a ton of time left unless we're gonna go on super long. I'm gonna kind of just kind of go through some different examples as quick as I can. Uh, I think right now in 2021, um, especially in recency recently recency i don't know what word that was uh blooper reel saving that one yeah so it would be whether you wear a mask or not i believe that it and how just kind of how you handle the restrictions placed on us look i know I, this is probably gonna make some people mad i know it's uncomfortable like I just I just went to Disney World a couple weeks ago, had to wear a mask the whole time. It was awful. It was awful. It was hot. It was but yeah. Probably not gonna go back to Disney World until I don't have to wear a mask the whole time. Like it, it it's no fun. I get it. But if your comfort, your personal comfort is more important to you, or even your belief that no one should tell you what to do. If your personal, even your personal freedom, if your personal freedom is more important to you than your neighbor, there's an issue there. There's a disconnect. That you're not loving your neighbor. You are telling your neighbor, me, my freedoms, what I think, my politics, my whatever is more important than you. Um, so I, that's just that's just kind of been my view on it. Like again, I don't I don't like being told what to do by the government on situations like this. I don't. I mean, it's super uncomfortable to wear a mask, but hey, I'm gonna love my neighbor. Like I'm gonna, you know, try to not get potentially get them sick. <laughs> like I'm gonna also try to respect you know the authority figure. All, all that. Like it's just. Just love your neighbor, and that's that's an easy, easy, easy way uh, to do it. So that's an easy one. Okay, this is this is a, a hard 
Uh, this is a touchy subject. Let's say that. We are called to love people. I know this is going to be mind-blowing. We are called to love people that don't look like us. I know that's kind of a, a radical statement because uh, we tend to only want to love people that look like us, like the same things as us, have the you same mean culture. Look just like me if I looked in the mirror? Yeah. Or... I'm, I'm, I'm talking skin color is what I'm talking. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to play the advocate here. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so Dalen said you should only love people of your own race. So that's what he's saying, right? That's what you... Well, you, there's <laughs> the only one race. So, yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but y'all know what I mean, right? Love, love people um, that don't. And, and this is okay. This again might make some people mad. Love people. We are called to love our neighbors, even if our neighbors became our neighbors uh, because they were trying to better their family and did it in an illegal way. We're still called to love those people. <laughs> We're still called to love people that are fleeing uh, difficult times from their own country. We're still called to love people that don't speak English. We're still called like our <laughs> don't speak a lick of English. Yeah, <laughs> like we're called to love those people, and unconditionally, like we're called to. I, I heard. I can't remember who it was that said this. I think it was a, it was actually it was a lady at our church when they were talking about uh, some like critical race theory and stuff like that. And she said that you know the the fight for equality in the country that so many people are you know you hear a fight for equality and then people associate that with communism and all this stuff. And she said, as Christians, we're not supposed to fight for equality. We're supposed to fight to put others above us. Like, we're not supposed to see ourselves as equal. We're supposed to see others and love others more than ourselves. See others as greater than us. Like that. And I, I thought that was awesome. Like, how different would, how different would America be if that was what Christians did? Instead of Christians fight that our government should treat, you know, certain groups of people differently or fight that we should continue to get, you know, the, all the opportunities we've got. Well, if we fought to like love, love our neighbors, <laughs> like what if that was our priority, that that was more important to us. Loving our neighbors was more important than keeping, you know, our perceived, um, you know, our perceived just rights as being born in a certain country. Um, so again, I know people are going to be mad at that, but that's just, I think that's what loving your neighbor, I think that's part of what that means. Um, what does loving your neighbor look like in, uh, I've got, you know, in evangelism, um, you know, I feel like your, your evangelism would, again, the more you look like Jesus, the more, uh, productive, I think your evangelism is going to be. Or I'll say is it'll be uh, keeping you honest. So hmm. say, for instance, me and you were roomies and we lived in this house. On the right was a couple, uh, blue-collar, that, that's, that's a good one, ain't it? Blue-collar workers, you know, one's a teacher, the other's 
and electrician, and then to the left of us, is, we love we love teachers. By the way, uh, <laughs> y'all y'all deserve more money. Sorry, go ahead. Um, and then to the left of us is the trap house. We shouldn't shy away from the felons or ex-cons or whoever it might be to the left of us by spreading and loving on them and spreading the gospel towards them. And I only do it to the ones on the right, but be just as as intent and purposeful and intentional uh, on sharing and living a godly example, even if we don't speak to them every day. Excuse me. But between both families or both houses, uh, just being able to show that example of loving a neighbor. So that means, you know, inviting them to church or uh, maybe not necessarily over inside your house, depending on, you know, what they were convicted of or whatnot. Uh, But still be able to share with them, be real with them, be transparent with them. Now, if it was a trap house, you know, you might not necessarily want to be over there because you might be over there at the wrong time, but just got to be careful. So, I, yeah, that's good, man. I, you want to know if your, your church, if your church is, is loving, if the group of people that is your church, if you're loving your neighbors well, um, it, one way to tell that is if your church is doing that well, then your church is going to look like the neighborhood it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not going to be people driving yeah. from 20, 30 miles out. Yeah. And it's, know. or how you, yeah. you, how you often see, you know, churches that, ju- you know, you'll have a, <laughs> I mean, we, we see it in our, in our area, in our community, most of the churches, I mean, our community is a, pretty diverse community i mean it's um i mean it i would say very diverse i say most of the schools in this area most of the non-private schools most of the public schools are very very diverse um in a lot of different ways and almost all of the churches are not (laughs) say that again (laughs) and so you like what that means is just not loving their neighbors as well as they should be um, and that, I think, I mean, I know there's, there's some challenges to that, but the challenges are worth it. <laughs> like, this is what we're called to do. This is what we're called to be. Like, it's worth it. It's going to take, it's not going to come naturally. It's not going to come easy. Nothing. There's nothing in your Christian walk that comes easy. Like, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to loving your neighbor requires a huge amount of sacrifice. But it's worth it. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus is worth it. Your neighbors are worth it. God's glory is worth it. Uh, Last thing I want to talk about, yeah, what does this look like? Guys, love your online neighbors. (laughs) Love love people that disagree with you or that have different views than you on social media. Love people that are hating on you on social media, like love, love your neighbors on social media. Like we're called, that's not a, I know we tend to view like social media or online as a place where we can say whatever we want to because it's not face to face. Not like we're called to love. Those are still people on 
you know, the other end of those keyboards. Like, and we're called to love them. Uh, actually, we should see that that the online, the internet has given us an opportunity to love more people, and yet we typically use it to do the opposite. So I need to delete my troll account? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so just don't, if you can just, one thing you get from this, just don't be a troll. Like, no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, exactly. We are not called to live under a bridge. Yes. Yeah, in any way, like a troll, like a troll from The Hobbit, like just any kind of troll. Just trolls aren't good. There's never, <laughs> like just, <laughs> just trolls are just never good in any, in any situation. But, uh, but yeah, so that's all we got. We run out of time. Like we, this is something that's important to us. We'll probably expand on it more, uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. We're, our desire is to kind of through, you know, these discussions kind of create a, a community to talk about this. Like if you, Hey, go follow us on social media, whether you're listening to this on sports and Jesus or to live as Christ. Like we've got social media stuff for both of them. Uh, like let's 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 talk about this. Like let's give us more ideas. Give us more examples of of cool ways that we can we can love y'all. That you've been able to love neighbors in a, in a creative way. Like I, I know it's it's been hard in a pandemic when you you can't have a lot of you. We haven't been able to have a lot of physical contact with people, but uh, there's still ways ways that we can do it. So uh, this is important, guys. Um, Jesus is worth it. God's glory is worth it. Uh, yep. We're out. We will uh, catch y'all on the flippy flip. We were best friends up until I had to get confessions. With the stress now, we are gonna need some intercession. Feel the pain arise. How could I lie night after night by your side? All the while, keeping lies down inside. Put my vows to the side. Now your eyes closed tight in the night. Valentine's. Just another day feeling out of place and I really hate me When I see your face then I contemplate what if I erase me what if I erase Better that than facing the truth Someone better waiting for you Someone who is faithful to you Grab me by my face with your wedding band up against my jaw Said I'm here to stay, that's for every win, that's for every loss I can never estimate price you paid to forgive my thoughts I said, baby girl, you don't have to take this She said, boy, you gon' have to face it I wanna hold you close I'll never let you go Come let me in your arms I wanna hold you close How do people get like me? You ain't never seen a wreck like me You ain't never owed a debt like me Save a wretch like me I might turn a bottle to a hospital Saw somebody carve a canyon And their skins are the real candy Turn red, they might need a bandage Need a friend, I feel so abandoned But I know I deserve it I don't even wanna fight the verdict I don't need some kind of words I have heard everyone I know I'm the worst And flying birds really kinda covet Scared to go cause I don't know what's next When I die, will I fly? Will I love it? Will I pay the price for rejecting Everything you gave? How much does your grace cost? When I face off with my past And I lose the game Build a sandcastle out of fear And now I pray that you'll send a wave Will you renovate? Will you terminate? If you're even there, you just probably hate me Grab me by my hand and I felt the spirit moving my heart Said I'll live again and that all I did is nailed to the cross I could never estimate price you paid to forgive my fault then I said Lord I cannot repay this He said boy you gon' have to face it I wanna hold you close I'll never let you go Come let me in your 